At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the sports betting network. What's up, folks? We are live from the Thomas and Matt Center, of course, here at the Summer League. And Matt Humans, Jonathan Von Tobel. It is The Edge. Got a good show on tap today. A lot of good smart folks are going to join us. Julian Edlow is going to be on the desk in about 15 minutes. He'll join us, of course, from DraftKings. Get his thoughts on what he's seen in this NBA Summer League so far. Tom Haberstrow will be with us in 30 minutes from now. A lot to discuss, actually, in the world of the NBA in terms of news, Matt. Shockingly enough, I don't know if you saw this, two days ago, the Utah Jazz said, Donovan Mitchell, we're not trading that guy. The day after, which was yesterday, they said, yeah, we're listening. So we have to get to it. It comes to the NBA. Haber Show is going to allow yeah. us to get to the bottom of that. I'm not surprised. Actually, yeah. if, you, if you trade Rudy Gobert, how is Donovan Mitchell right. untouchable? I, I think at that point you're doing a total rebuild. You're just going to strip the thing down and rebuild, and uh, that's probably what Jazz are going to do. Yep. Especially if you get an absurd offer, like I read, that the Knicks – might throw it to Jazz. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about that. And uh, there are names popping up. I'll just tease it like this. You know, the your Miami Heat, as I keep slugging mm-hmm. them, um, the package that was going to be Kevin Durant, uh, with the name that kept popping up, obviously, is Tyler Hero. It's like their best asset. Uh, one report has said that one R.J. Barrett has a uh, much higher trade value by a mile in league circles than one Tyler Hero. So we'll discuss that more when Tyler Stroh joins us Mm -hmm. in about 29 minutes. Uh, But we begin where we've always began in these shows, and that, of course, is where we're at. Summer contest last night. Um, Very fun night for the most part. You got to see some pretty good games. And this is the cool part about the NBA Summer League, because I know that this guy made it on your list in terms of outbreak performances. You get to see some of the names that you don't really know a lot of or maybe you haven't even heard of them, even if you're a hardcore basketball fan. Yeah. And, and they're intriguing prospects, right? And it's cliche, too. They're Euro prospects. But we could start, too, with the uh, Santa Aldama, who scored 31 points, nine rebounds in the Grizzlies, 120-94 win over the Nets, a summer league record, by the way, for points. Um, but Aldama, if you haven't watched him, I would recommend going back and watching these highlights. Just what the Grizzlies need, Matt, a team that is insanely deep, a 6'11 forward to develop into a really skilled dude that could face the Asking to do multiple things. Yeah, I, I was a little bit surprised. I didn't recall him playing college basketball for Loyola, the Greyhounds. Yeah. And, uh, but he, I, I do recall he was picked at the end of the first round of 2021, a, a Spanish player. And uh, last night really had an eye-opening performance, 31-9, and and the Grizzlies won that game by uh, a 120-94 blowout against the Nets. And I think that sometimes – you know, that's part of the value of being out here at Summer League is you get to know some of these players you might have forgotten about or you didn't know much about in the first place. And uh, that's one of the guys I think a lot of people last night were probably saying, who's Sante Aldama? Yeah. yeah. 
And, and here's the thing is we talk about with teams like Memphis. Uh, we're going to talk about the Golden State Warriors here in a moment. Uh, these teams that have these track records of drafting and developing players, mm -hmm. a performance like this is worth noting because the Memphis Grizzlies have a now track record of drafting and developing guys. And if this starts to pan out for them, a team that's already deep as it is and starts to become a little bit deeper at a very valuable position as well. You can always use a skilled 6'11 guy on your team in today's NBA. Of course. I mean, that's uh, what a lot of NBA scouts are trying to find. Yeah. Guys 6'10", 6'9", 6'10", even 7-footers who can shoot the three. And, uh, you know, I I, <clears throat> I want to talk more about the uh, the Warriors-Celtics game last night. Okay. The rematch yeah. of the NBA Finals. Should, revenge. Yeah, the rematch of the Finals. And the uh, the Celtics did get revenge last night yes, in a did. big way. And I was uh, at a British Open golf draft last night. Jeff Sherman of the Westgate Superbook was there. Jeff's a, a very sharp golf and NBA handicapper. And he was on the Warriors in that game last night at a good number. Yeah. And uh, wire to wire, the Celtics kicked their butt. Yes, they and, <laughs> and that was surprising to me with the uh, the Warriors' summer league version of the big three on the floor, Kaminga, Wiseman, and Moody. And only two of those guys show, showed up last night. Kaminga did throw up 29 points in that 103-92 loss to the Celtics. But JVT, for the majority of the game, the Celtics essentially had a 20-point lead. Yep. They just played with the Warriors last night. And um, with those three guys on the floor, I think that was surprising to a lot of people who had an interest in that game last night. Well, an interest in that game and interest in the Warriors overall, right? The Warriors were a team that a lot of people expected big things out of coming into the summer league, as much as you can for a summer league team, because of the names they had on the sure. roster. And yet, after last night, they were 1-2 in their first three games. They've lost each by about 7.8 points per game. Um and it's weird because you've had actually some pretty good individual performances. Uh, you talk about Kaminga yesterday, Moses Moody in their first game, even though it was a loss. Um, you've seen good individual performances been the big three, but never panning together for at least a very good victory. They do have one win under their belts. It was a comeback, I think it was against San Antonio, if I remember correctly. But still, a uh, relatively disappointing performance from the Warriors overall, but a good individual performance. And you mentioned the Celtics, too. Worth pointing out that Justin Jackson, uh, what was what this, like four years ago now, 15th overall selection. Uh, had a really good performance for Boston. Wow, you're right about that. It was 2017. Right, yeah. I didn't realize it was that long ago. Former Tar Heel, 24 points, five threes last night uh, for the Celtics in that easy win over the Warriors. Yes, it was. Now, let's focus on this guy. I, I think out of all the, if we're talking about winners, standouts, whatever it is, uh, Benedict Matherin, I think, has turned a lot of heads with his performance for uh -huh. the Indiana Pacers in this summer league, and it's not just yesterday. Uh, but still, again, in a big matchup, too, for Indiana as the Pacers got a good win over the Detroit Pistons. 101-87, Matherin showed out in a big way. I thought he looked good again last night. Yeah. And, you know, once again, you can't get carried away with point totals and things like that in the summer league. Uh, but I, I do think what Benedict Matherin's doing for the Pacers out here in Vegas is going to translate to his rookie season. You're going to see him put up some numbers. And, by the way, the, the Pacers don't have much of a choice, right? Yeah. They drafted him to step in and be a scorer. And I think he's, he's shown out here in Vegas that he can do that. As a rookie, 20 points last night. Pacers beat the Pistons 101 to 87, and that was a Pistons team without Jaden Ivey, the rookie uh, from Purdue, who yeah. uh, let's say twisted his ankle in the previous game and uh, did not play last night. And that's one thing, you know, you get excited when the summer league starts. I want to see this guy. I want to see this guy, and then you get about five days into it, and all of a sudden, you don't gone. see those guys anymore. <laughs> yep. They're done. Uh, Paulo Bencaro shut down. Jaden Ivey injured out. Uh, Shaden Sharp yep. talked about and played a couple minutes for the Blazers. So sometimes you don't get to see what you hope to see out here in the summer league, and uh, that's kind of the case. You you almost six days into it can sense that uh, even the fans are wearing down a little bit. It probably doesn't help that it's 115 degrees out here mm -hmm. every day, and uh, I know a lot of people want to escape the heat and get in here to the Thomas Mack and Cox Pavilion, but it's hot out there, <laughs> and a lot of people can't handle the heat. I love it. A lot of people hate it, uh, but. You do sense that uh, the players, the fans, everybody gets a little bit worn down by this about day six or day seven, where we are now. I, I was walking out yesterday, ran into Big Adam Hill of the Las Vegas View Journal. I was standing there talking to him in the parking lot, and after like five minutes, I'm like, yeah, like I don't like you this much. I'm out of here. Like, <laughs> I got to get out of this heat. Uh, the car thermometer reads uh, 123 degrees. I think I got to get a little bit of a reprieve there. Uh, also, worth because to your point about guys that aren't playing more, Indiana Pacers did announce yesterday Chris Duarte is not going to play anymore for them. Uh, played the first few two games for mm -hmm. the Pacers. Uh, their second-year player, so he's looked really good too. Uh, I'm telling you, man, Pacers got some intriguing piece in that backcourt because Nembhard, Andrew Nembhard, uh, out of Gonzaga has looked really nice too for them. So. Well, you can go one of two ways in yeah. the NBA, and you know how this works. 
if you don't have a team that can be a serious threat in the playoffs, you mm-hmm. might as well just strip it down and rebuild with young guys, draft picks, trade your assets, and try to start over yeah. and get some exciting young talent and hopefully build something that way. What's the point of being a fringe playoff team every year? You're out there in no man's land, really accomplishing nothing. Yeah. What's the point of being like the 8 seed, 9 seed, 10 seed? Yeah, you want to be competitive. You want to put a, a team on the floor that um, you're proud of and the fans appreciate. But also, if you're not gaining any ground, let's say if you're not moving up the ladder in the east or the west, strip it down, start over, and uh, hopefully find some exciting young players that uh, can turn your franchise into a winner. And I think that's what the Utah Jazz probably have to do at this point. Yeah. And, and the Jazz are in a, uh, I think, a, sort of an admirable, admirable position because you, you trade Rudy Gobert and you get a haul in return from him uh, for uh, Gobert sending him to Minnesota. And now you get got a chance to do the same thing with Donovan Mitchell. And as I know there are a lot of people out there who love Donovan Mitchell. I no longer do because I didn't realize he was as bad on the defensive end of the floor as he is. Oh. And when I watched. Remember I was showing you highlights know, during their series against Dallas. When I watched him more and more during or the playoffs, lines, I guess, yeah. he is one of the worst defenders in the NBA. Yes. And you're not going to win with a guy like that at the highest level. You're not going to win at the highest level with a guy like that who stands around on the defensive end of the floor and puts no effort into it. So if the Knicks want to trade me three first-round draft picks yeah. and a couple of players for a, guy, yep. for a guy who plays one end of the floor, hey, I'll and take it. What, what, what intrigues me the most about that is think, too, about the two teams that have been floating around in terms of going after Donovan Mitchell. It's the New York Knicks, Don Tippett was their head coach, yeah. and this is the Miami Heat who pride themselves on defensive play. Yeah, I don't get that at all. Because <laughs> if you don't play D for Thibodeau, you're not going to be on the floor yeah. that much. I mean, so, they need offense, but... I, sometimes I think these uh, franchises get intoxicated by uh, star status. Yeah. We've got to have a star in New York. or uh, it just uh, He's not a good fit with those two teams. I, and you like him a lot as an offensive player, but you've got to play both ends of the floor. How about last night, the Lakers and the Pistons wrap up uh, what happened here Tuesday night. Didn't see much out of Scottie Pippen Jr. No. Or Sharif or O'Neal. Only, like I think, like seven minutes for O'Neal, something Didn't like that. Didn't play no. much at all. Yeah. Mason Jones was a star for the Lakers last night. 15 points, 10 rebounds. They beat the Clippers 83-72. to 72. Not much to talk about there. No, but for those who do have some interest in something like this, uh, we do have an important game later today, Matt, mm-hmm. because at 4 p.m. the Toronto Raptors are going to play the Utah Jazz. Why this game matters? Well, for some. Uh, the Utah Jazz at this point, as of right now, the lone undefeated team Two in the NBA oh. Summer League. That's right. And uh, for those who don't know, off the top of their head, Summer League format to get to the championship game uh, by winning percentage. Then you get into, like, uh, point differential whatnot. So your top two teams at this point, we are staring at a Utah-New York Summer League championship, but uh, still a little bit of real estate left in terms of games being played. But it does matter for some. So we'll see if Utah can pull this yeah, off. The, the Knicks, Knicks had a puzzling loss here two nights ago. Portland watched it. Knicks led, I think, 24-9 to nine at the end of the first quarter. They ended up losing the game by 10. Mm-hmm. It was a really weird game, yeah. was, and the second quarter didn't go well. And um, Yeah, I watched that. Don't worry. I was watching that. Uh, all right. Well, when we come back, uh, like I said, we've got a, a litany of guests for you today here on The Edge. When we return, Julian Dedlow, DraftKings, is going to be with us here on the set, get his thoughts on what he's seen in the Summer League so far. And again, in 15 minutes, we'll talk with one Tom Haberstra, uh, who is going to join us. We'll discuss everything in terms of league news, so what we were just discussing with Donovan Mitchell, trade packages there, and a little bit more. It is The Edge, live from the NBA Summer League of the Thomas and Max. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is The Edge on VSN, the sports betting network. Let me tell you about the Sin Summer Special. $19. You get everything VSIN has offered from now to the end of July. Wow. Sign up today. Get VSIN's daily best bets. NFL preseason coverage and a lot more if you want the full VSIN experience. It costs only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Actually, what's today? The 13th? The 13th. Okay. The end. Sign up end now, slash summer. And uh, pretty soon we're going to have the college football betting guide out. I think it's. Uh, going to be so you would get that that's going to be within uh, two weeks deadlines next week so i, I was ben fox breathing down my neck that's probably not a comfortable feeling no rather my wife breathe down my that's neck. right yeah. you don't want ben fox <laughs> breathing down your neck anyway i worked on the college football betting guide for about eight hours last night how about you uh i'm gonna go with no minutes last night okay so. but don't worry i'm on it i'm you on it catching up to do buddy uh, who said hey that was yesterday you don't know where I'm at with my work overall. Julian Edlow, uh, speaking of next, his looks sweaty. How's the heat treating you? Oh, my God. Guys, I would almost prefer the Boston snow to the walking, you know, two blocks down the street in 115 and dripping sweat. Almost. 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 You don't want to walk in a snowstorm. No. I don't mind the cold. It's once you got to get to all that shoveling at home that I'm like, all right, I'm done with that. But. I'm used to the cold. I'm not used to walking down the street in 115, dripping sweat, trying to go a block. Yeah, a lot of people complaining about the heat this yeah. week, which I always find. Some uh, people posting screenshots of yeah. the, you know, the weather on yeah. Twitter, things like that. I did that. do that once, yeah. so Guess, I'm, I'm one of those suckers <laughs> that what, you guys folks? probably hate. Guess what? You're in the desert. Yeah, it does get hot in the summer. <laughs> it's July. Okay, don't be surprised by the heat. Anyway, uh, let's talk Boston Celtics last night. Uh, it was a big game in the summer league. The Warriors had their big three on the floor. And the Boston Celtics blew them out last night. And uh, that was, JVT says, revenge for the NBA Finals. <laughs> yes. yes, exactly. The old Summer League revenge narrative, of course, where the it's Celtics. One of the best angles in the yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, naturally. <laughs> where the Celtics, who don't have all that many prospects on their roster to begin with, sit a uh, Matt Ryan, who scored 23 points and hit the game winner the day before against the Bucks, sit a Sam Hauser, who's one of their best shooters and scores. The Warriors play three lottery picks uh, over the last few drafts that everybody wants to see. And, of course, the Celtics are up 20 in the blink of an eye, right? Exactly. Yep. Not what you expect. And uh, I think that caught a lot of people by surprise. I will say we had a guest on yesterday who said he wasn't too excited about James Wiseman. Yeah. And, uh, Seth Partnow. Yeah, athletic, Seth yeah. Partnow said that. And uh, watching that game last night, I see some concerns with Wiseman, too. Kaminga's got a bright future, no doubt about it. I think Moses Moody can play. Yeah, Wiseman's got a ways to go. He does. He does. The, the like Some of those releases were just clunky. Like, mm -hmm. he's so big, you see the athleticism, you see what he can do around the rim, pulling down some of those rebounds, and then you see him go back up with it. And I guess the best way to say it is it just doesn't look all that natural for a guy that you know, was in the number one pick conversation for so long, winds up going number two. You want to see him look a little smoother. Kuminga, I agree. He looks really smooth yeah, out there. The yeah. shot isn't maybe going down as much as you'd like it to, but, at, I mean, at his age, at his stage, you know that's kind of all going to come together. I think the Warriors did get a star there with Kuminga. I do, too. And we were talking about this before we, we brought you on, which was when it comes to the Warriors, who have now lost two games in the Summer League, it's weird. You've had a lot of good individual performances from these guys, right? Kuminga most Kuminga's Moody. dropping 25, 30 every night. Right. Moody yeah. had the 30 as well. Exactly. But here they are. They're losing games, and they're losing them rel relatively comfortably. Like, it's really weird. That's, that, like, you know, you talk to different people, like, why are we here at at the summer league and you get a lot of different answers. Some of it is to see those those guys play and what they can do individually. 
other teams, you know, put a little bit more stock in it. It's weird to see, you know, what is the intention of this team on this certain day? Yep. Julian Edlow's with us. All right. Uh, any other summer league observations that you have uh, as we've watched up to this point? We were talking Benedict Mather and Pacers and Pistons yesterday. Anything else stick out to you? Yeah, that one was going to be cool if we got the Jaden Ivey yep. and uh, Ben Mathurin showdown. Obviously, Ivey rolls the ankle. Um, the the pist uh, sorry, the Pacers rather have looked pretty good overall in summer league. They did drop one game to the Kings, but the Kings have looked fantastic too. Keegan Murray, both in the California Classic and here in Vegas, he looks like he's the real deal. Um, I. The Pacers, uh, Aaron Neesmith coming in in that Malcolm Brogdon deal, they wanted to get him, you know, a lottery pick on board now that is going into his third year. They wanted to get him some run. That's kind of like, obviously, Kuminga's a higher level, or sorry, um, Wiseman is a higher level prospect than him, but he's in kind of in the same situation. He picked going into his third year, get some run, and uh, he helped the Pacers win a game pretty comfortably yesterday. Yeah, in general, you don't want to be a third-year player in the summer league, but right. when you sit out a full season because right. of an injury, it's... Uh Understandable. By the way, Kim Murray also turning a lot ahead. Somebody has confidence in him and uh, the Kings next year. A ten thousand dollar bet we saw Sacramento Kings win the I NBA Finals. This. I don't know if you you saw that, Matt, but uh, yeah. Um, was that. that you? That wasn't you? No. no. Um, I wouldn't bet ten dollars <laughs> on Kings to win the NBA. What if it was title? my? Team? I don't. What's I would bet your ten dollars. <laughs> what's the price on the Kings? Invest it in something else. What's that? What's the price on the Kings to make the playoffs? Maybe getting one of those, uh, getting in in the playing round or something. Maybe they can get there on that. Um, I don't think they're going to be cutting down any nets. No. Right. <laughs> Well, you don't cut down nets in the NBA. So. True. Okay, fine. I don't think they're going to be raising any hardware. Let's put it that way. All right, so we got five minutes with you. I want to discuss some big picture stuff because you're an NBA handicapper throughout the regular season. I know Matt had some interest in some of these topics. Uh, first off, so we had the Board of Governors uh, yesterday. Mm -hmm. A couple of th things that were discussed. And, we, you know, we can throw this up. So the in-season tournament concept for all 30 teams competing, uh, eight teams entering single elimination round to determine the winner, uh, final four at a neutral site per sources, 2023-2024 season at the earliest. Uh, we'll get to the play-in because that was officially implement for good but what do you make of an in-season tournament at this point right now with some incentives for these players well so my question is what exactly is the incentive how much do we know about that i would assume like, it's money-based right. right so then when it becomes money-based it becomes more valuable to some than others mm -hmm. i guess you know you have a 15th man that's making the minimum in their second year and this prize could what i mean we don't know what it is but what like double their salary and then you have a, a lebron james that could care less about whatever that Pride pool is billionaire brawn. So like, how is that going to even out? Like, you know, we have we have TBT, like the basketball tournament coming up, where all those kids kind of play for their schools and play for for mm -hmm. money. Like, and they're you know fringe NBA players trying to get a job. That makes sense. I guess I just question. I, I mean, money's a great motivation. Everybody likes money, but it's going to be different based on you know what your pay scale is. Almost. Uh, could I argue, really quickly, uh -huh. that uh, along the lines? Because I kind of thought initially, yeah, LeBron James wouldn't care as much. But could you also talk yourself into the fact that while LeBron might not care, there's a chance he might care about 15th guy and actually try to win some of he, these tournaments? So I, I was thinking that as you said it. Yeah. You know, LeBron's a great teammate. He's a great guy. He would, you know, if, if the Lakers were to win it or something, he would stand up there and say, hey, I wanted to win it for these guys. Da, da, da. I'll even donate all my money to charity or something. whatever. But, like, uh, it'll be cool. I'm down to change up the NBA regular season because of where we are with load management, where we are with tanking, like, I'm down to try something new, and this is new. So let's see how it goes. What do you think, Matt? Well, first of all, I don't think LeBron cares at all about the money <laughs> the 15th guy makes on the team. When, when you Why wouldn't he rest this tournament, right, to get rest for the postseason? you got to talk about big-picture motivation. What's LeBron really motivated? He wants to win another title, yeah. and that's it. I, I don't think uh, he's worried more about his legacy than anything else. JVT, is the NBA trying too hard? I know Adam Silver's trying to find a solution uh, to make the regular season more interesting, to mm. get the stars on the court more often, things like that. Are they trying too hard with uh, this in-season play, in-season tournament? I mean, they might, but I also think the NBA's got a track record of doing this, right? In terms of trying new things, mm -hmm. throwing it out there. I mean, look, we're talking about the play it now officially implemented. When that was first established, you had LeBron compl complaining about it. You had a lot of people who were like, this is dumb. Well, I've kind of enjoyed it. And you were talking about teams that are stuck in purgatory. What's the point? You actually have teams trying to get into the play-in tournament now. It has kind of curbed some of this, like, tanking and whatnot. So I think while it might seem like they're trying hard, I also think that we're looking at this now in terms of this is kind of weird, but in four years from now, if it's successful and, and entertaining, I think we might look at this in a different light, you know? I mean, some of my favorite just sports games in general to watch are those one-game wild card games in baseball with yeah. everything on the line. How are you going to manage the game? How are you going to play the game? 
And the play-in tournament gives us some of that in the NBA, whether you're a team that needs to play one or multiple of those, of those games. So it's interesting, right? It's a do-or-die game. I think if the association does it right, it could be a pretty cool thing. Yeah. It's obviously a, a completely foreign concept to everybody at this point, so it's a little bit tough to get used to. Once we get into it, it might be... Might be might be a good deal. Um, it's hard to say right now. I'm not saying I'm not saying if I'm for it or against it, uh, but I do know one thing: the NBA has got to find a way to get the stars on the floor more often because when you play a long, it's a marathon that yep. season. And JVT, it wears you out as a handicapper, it wears you out as a fan. <laughs> trying to figure out who's going to be on the floor every mm -hmm. night in these games. We talked about it a little bit yesterday with a, a VP of the NBA who was on the desk with us. That's one thing the league has got to got to figure out is. Uh, you got to let the fans know who's going to be on the floor tonight, and you've got to try to figure out a way to get the stars on the floor as much as possible. It's true, and I mean, it, as an NBA handicapper, like one of the ways that I'm looking at everything is to try and take as much advantage of that as Paul and look at some of those like player props and stuff when we get load management that either is expected or isn't. So, like you know, I try and take the negative, turn it into a positive. But it's tough when you have these games and you want to bet it in the morning and. We don't know who's going to be out there. Yep. Mm -hmm. Julian, hello, DraftKings. All right, we got 30 seconds. What game are you watching today? Ooh, uh, I mean, OKC Sacramento, right? That's, yeah. that's the game. I was, I was here for the Bancaro showdown with uh, Chet that never happened. Right. So now we'll get the Keegan Murray and uh, Chet Holmgren situation. They're both playing, right, as yeah. far as we know? As far as we know. All uh, right, but great. That's the one. Crazier things can happen. Crazy things can happen. All right. Well, well Julian, appreciate it as always. And you're yeah, going to be out here guys. all week. So, oh, hey, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the news that has come down the pike in terms of the NBA. The Utah Jazz are listening on offers. Donovan Mitchell, what's going on with DeAndre? And much more Tom Haverstrow joins us here on the set next. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run of victory. Heineken beer. For only terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com for details. All right, you heard it. We're live from the NBA Summer League. Thomas and Max Center's the spot. Tom Haberstroh, nice enough to give us some time today. Metal Arc Media, Basketball Illuminati, Underdogs Pod, those two spots. So uh, let's start Illuminati angle on some stuff first uh, when we talk about uh, some of the wheelings and dealings that could potentially be happening. So I was telling him, and we were talking about this the other day, two days ago, quote comes out, ah, you know, Donovan Mitchell, we're not moving him. We're, 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 he's on the roster. He's going to be here. Then we get the report yesterday, right, from Brian Windhorst and others. Uh, they're listening for offers. I don't think anybody's surprised by that. So I would ask, when we look at the trade offer that Danny Ainge, with his gifts that he has, in terms of pilfering a lot of picks and others from uh, other teams, what's a trade package look like for Donovan Mitchell? Well, they're going to get on the phone with the New York Knicks because <laughs> yeah. they share a lot of the same agency yep. uh, with, with Donovan Mitchell. And, of course, they just took uh, Jalen Brunson, who's from CAA, the same agency as a lot of the power brokers in that front office. Um, and Donovan Mitchell, also a CAA client, and I suspect that they're going to say, hey, those 11 first-round picks that you have, how about all of them? Yeah. That's what Danny Ainge is going to ask for. He's going to ask for R.J. Barrett, who's a 22-year-old uh, shooting guard, much in the same position as Donovan Mitchell, uh, so the easy swap there, and say, what else are you going to do? You yeah. know, you're the New York Knicks. You've been stockpiling these picks for what? You're not going to get Kevin Durant, and this is a nice little fallback option for them, but that's really what the starting ass is going to be. Rudy Gobert got five first-round picks, and then, of course, a bevy of, of young players. And so that's going to be the starting point with Donovan Mitchell, who, in the league's estimation, is a better player than Rudy Gobert. Okay. Why would the Knicks do this deal? Because uh, they're the Knicks. Yeah. All right. So Donovan Mitchell's a one-way player. doesn't play the defensive end of the floor. Uh, why would you deal... R.J. Barrett, and three first-round draft picks to get a guy like that. It really doesn't fit with Tom Thibodeau because he's, he's a poor, weak defender. Look, we just saw the show of Donovan Mitchell in the playoffs with a defensive player of the year behind him, and they just could not get past the second round, right? right? The New York Knicks might get Donovan Mitchell. I'm not saying they should, right? right? Yeah. To me, this reminds me a lot of what happened with Carmelo Anthony and Amari Stoudemire when basically they were like, you know, the fallback option when that year of LeBron James, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, they end up getting Carmelo Anthony and, and Amari Stoudemire and they're topping off at like a 50-win team. And they, they 
gave up their entire asset like cupboard mm -hmm. for Carmelo Anthony, and then they realize they don't have enough players around them. I, I see a similar situation with Jalen Brunson coming in, and they clear out a bunch of players just to fit him under the cap, and then you trade for Donovan Mitchell for R.J. Barrett or something like that. It just seems like, to me, the New York Knicks are shooting for the championship of 500. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like a lot of teams, like the Washington Wizards, um, the Portland Trail Blazers, and the New York Knicks, if they do this deal, to me, they're all just scrapping for 500 or maybe a first-round win in the playoffs. But anything above that, I think if I'm the New York Knicks fan, I just feel like there's an echo in here. Just watching the, these New York Knicks haven't been able to get over the hump over the past you know, decade, and it seems like they're repeating the same mistakes if they do this deal. Yeah, you're right. It feels like to me the Knicks are spinning their wheels and going nowhere, and this trade's going to make it worse if they do it. Yeah, to me, uh, you know, you have two undersized guards, Jalen Brunson and Donovan Mitchell, and you need three other elite defenders around them, and they don't have that on this roster. And you saw what happened with uh, Donovan Mitchell. He is not a good defender. He is one of the worst defenders at his position in the league. He needs multiple all defensive players around him to succeed. And unfortunately, they don't have that on the New York Knicks. They have Mitchell Robinson, who's a good, a good, solid role-playing center, um, and Isaiah Hertenstein, who's who's a good, again, a solid player. But he is not Rudy Gobert, and they don't have another Draymond Green or Kawhi Leonard out there to help him out. So what I find pretty interesting about Donovan Mitchell, there's been two names, two teams in reports, right? It's been New York, which seems to be at the top. The other is Miami that yes. has been sniffing around there. And it's, to me, it's kind of like Matt's point. It doesn't seem like a fit philosophy-wise, right? Like Miami's like a tough, hard, like hard-nosed team. You play defense. We're out here with, you know, Armour Yurt 7. We're winning games. We're the not top seed in the Eastern Conference. It doesn't jive with what I've seen from Donovan Mitchell, the player, especially on the defensive end of the floor. Well, they have the defensive players to make that work. Yeah. Um, you know, Pat Riley loves superstars. Eric Spolstra, they do everything they can to get superstars in this league. And Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry – all elite defenders. And I think when you look at what pieces work in Miami, Donovan Mitchell can be slotted at that two. And then you have Tyler Hero being moved in that package for Donovan Mitchell. They don't have the kind of assets like um, the draft pick assets that the New York Knicks have. But what they do have is, in my opinion, a better player in Tyler Hero, who's the, the, the reigning sixth man of the year, a guy who's averaging a more efficient 20 points a game than R.J. Baird, who's a little bit younger than Tyler Hero, but in my estimation, a much better prospect going forward, Tyler Hero is, than what would be the, the jewel in the Knicks package. So to me, if I'm the Miami Heat, I know that I have the right players, the complementary players for Donovan Mitchell in that trade. Mm. If I'm the New York Knicks, I don't. I don't have a plan after that. I get Jalen Brunson and, and Donovan Mitchell, and then what? The Miami Heat have a, a hole there where they need a go-to scorer down the stretch to get into the paint and have more efficient scoring. That's one of their weaknesses in down the stretch against, um, against the Boston Celtics is having a go-to scorer down the stretch. Donovan Mitchell can be that guy, and they have the defensive pieces to make it work. So it's interesting bring that up because I, I mentioned this to you before we came on. One report uh, headline, execs around the league believe that R.J. Barrett has more trade value than Tyler Hero, quote, by a wide margin. I don't agree. Yeah. I don't agree. And and look, we, we can take some of these reports for a grain of salt right. sometimes because you talk to the right exec, you talk to three different execs and they'll have a totally different answer than the, the, the other three, right? So I think with R.J. Barrett, he hasn't shown the ability to shoot at a high level consistently in the NBA and he isn't a good free throw shooter either. A lot of times, analytically, we like to see young players coming into the league who might not have a great three-point percentage, but you can point to their free throw percentage as an indicator of what they're going to be at the next level. R.J. Baird is a bad free throw shooter, and he's a very inconsistent three-point shooter. He shot 31% from downtown in the second half of last year. If I'm going to get a two-guard, Yes, he's young. If I'm going to get a two-guard, I need to make sure that he can shoot from downtown. And to me, there are a lot more questions around him than there are with Tyler Hero, who's already shown that he can score on the big stage. Remember in the bubble, as a rookie, yep. he did an amazing job being on that stage and excelling on that stage. We haven't seen that from R.J. Barry yet. All right. We were talking about this in-season tournament in the previous segment. What are your thoughts on what Adam Silver and the NBA Board of Governors are talking about with this uh, uh, tournament? When would it happen? In February? Yeah, it would be the midseason. They haven't really finalized a yeah. time, but it would be somewhere around January or February. And I think when you look at the, the intent here, it's to make the games matter more. 
That's it. That's the sure. bottom line. They want fans tune into these games that in the dog days of the NBA schedule, we all have seen it. Yes. Um, of course, they're they're trying to get more people betting, more people watching the game, and to feel like every game matters. But in the standings, it really doesn't matter. The NBA season, if you look at the standings at around Christmas time, they don't move much after that. Right. The NBA knows that, and they're trying to implement a lot more stakes in the middle of the season to get people to care. And also... They don't want teams to tank. They don't want teams to do what OKC is doing, what Philly did several years ago, where they just like bag it for the season. They want something for these teams to play for. I actually love this idea. And Adam Silver, look, a lot of people had the same commentary about the play-in tournament, and that has been a rousing success, a huge success for the NBA. And I consider this to be Adam Silver's heat check, where he just hit a big right. shot, comes down the floor, and the next time he comes down the floor, he's going to take that same shot because he had so much success with the play-in tournament. And I do think this is good for the league to try to drive more entertainment, more meaningful games, because that is what the NBA needs at the end of the day. Uh, I, I would agree with that. I mean, it could be a form of a February madness yeah. right, for the NBA. And uh, I, I didn't hate it, didn't love it, but uh, I think the more you look at it, it, it could probably be a, a positive thing for the association because you get so many games there in the middle of the season. You get fatigue, and a lot of the stars are sitting out. You do want the games to matter. So you do like the idea. Okay. Yeah, I, I do. And I think at the end of the day, you want people to tune into your product. And in so many times in the league, you're fighting against load management and stars being injured. You need something to create excitement in the middle of the season. The standings just haven't done enough for, for the product. And I think this will be a great, great thing for the league. So last 90 seconds then, then the question I think would be motivation. Like, I'm an everyday watcher of the league and a better. But what about motivation for those guys playing the game in terms of these contests? It's a great question. And we're right. about to find out what kind of financial incentives, I would say, yeah. Cash it rules everything around me, and I think when you look at these players, what I'm going to be laying my you know body on the line for a trophy? Yeah. No, no. I think what they're going to do is try to get a, a financial incentive uh, to motivate these players, not unlike you know the dunk contest or the three point contest, and try to raise a lot more stakes for the players themselves. Yep. Hopefully, they get a trophy bigger than Kelsey Plum's in terms of the Finals MVP the other day. Do yeah. you see this one? I did not. Oh, a trophy's like this big. It was great. It looked like they picked it up on the way to the, the game. I got that when I was a thir- <laughs> third grader at Little League. Yes. It didn't help. Um, I, I contend the way she was holding it with the pinkies out didn't really help. Like, it made it seem a little bit daintier than it really was. All right, Tom Haverstrow, uh, last 50 seconds. Uh, you're on a lot of stuff. You're doing a lot of stuff in Metal Arc Media. So what's going on with you? What do you got going on? Uh, Basketball Illuminati podcast, the truth about the NBA. We do that every week. It comes out on Wednesdays. Also, the Underdogs podcast, which comes out on Friday. A more betting, analytical focus. Uh, sports podcast that goes even outside of the realm of sports. We just watched the Bachelorette premiere, and we're handicapping the Bachelorette, which is something I've never done before. Wow. How about that? Hey, last 10 seconds. From the T-Wolves' perspective, thumbs up or thumbs down for the Gobert trade? In the regular season, thumbs up. In the postseason, thumbs down. That's what I'm saying. I think over win total and maybe betting on the regular season game by game, but I'm not betting them to win an NBA Finals. 100%. All right, Tom Haverstrow again. All right, we're taking our break. We'll come back. Uh, Hey, actually, we got a clip, and we're going to play on the way back from his cohort, Mel Hassan. We got to talk to him yesterday. Uh, He's got a pretty interesting thought on where Kevin Durant might end up by the time the season begins. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to segment of the Edge presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Simpler way to experience nicotine satisfaction. Enjoy lasting change on your terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches, fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. I'm sure a lot of smokers and dippers out there can relate to wanting a big change. Zen understands that there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline's a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. So whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zen will be there with you with the right strength, the right flavor, and the right time. If you're thinking of making a change and want to learn more today, check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at ZYN.com. Warning, product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. All right, before we get out of here, uh, yesterday got the chance to talk to Amin Al-Hassan. I had a good conversation about the growth of Summer League, but also uh, where Kevin Durant might end up, and he's kind of along the same lines as the betting market, where, you know what, maybe the most obvious choice is the spot where he's at. All right, Vsin live from the NBA Summer League. Jonathan Von Tobel, happy to be joined by Amino Hassan. Uh, you've got a lot going, so I don't know, like Sluggy is Sirius XM, Sports Radio, NBA, NBA Radio. Uh, you've got Metal Law Stuff, Basketball Illuminati, really good yep. podcast I listen to as well, uh, and Cinephobe too. So you're a man of many talents. How's Vegas treating you so far? Oh, Vegas is having its way with me. Yeah. As you can probably tell from my voice, it's just a little bit more of a gravel to it. Yeah. And, you know, some people might find that, like, dark and mysterious and swarthy. <laughs> I just find it very inconvenient that since I have to speak for a living. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I got you. Uh, so let me ask you this. So you, you, when you were with the Suns, they have Summer League at that time? Yes, yes. So I'm a Vegas native. All right. So from my perspective, watching this thing grow has been pretty incredible. From somebody inside NBA circles, yeah. where it started to where it's at right now, what's that been like? Uh, unbelievable. Uh you know, I was telling the story the other day. In 2007, the NBA All-Star Game was in Las Vegas. Yep. And it was... It went well. Yeah, <laughs> as you can tell by Jonathan's voice. It was a bleep show, yeah. right? And Vegas did not show its best face yep. that week. Uh, that weekend. How much, Some of that was Vegas' fault. A lot of it wasn't. It was just people from out of town, and they didn't know how to handle it. So I think the concept of NBA basketball in Las Vegas, immediately after, I was like, hell no. Never. Never again. And what's happened in the 15 years since that weekend uh, was, you know, really the growth of this event here in the summertime. And it's night and day. Yeah. It is now such a, a respected destination. We have Summer League here. We have the G League Showcase in the winter here. Uh, they have recently moved the Rookie Transition Program, which used to be done like in August in New York. Now they do it here in, during Summer League. Vegas has done a complete 180 in the eyes of the NBA. And a lot of it is thanks to Albert Hall and Warren Legary, who created this event and put this event here and run this event. They do a first-class operation every year. They make it grow. It's a little bigger. It's a little better. We had you know, a little bit of a step back because of COVID. Yep. Uh, last year, I, I remember telling people, this feels like 2010 all over again. It was smaller. It was kind of quieter. But, you know, Warren and Albert, those guys, yep. they pushed the, the pedal to the metal, and here we are. This is just amazing what it's become, and and I, I you know I, I have a very close tie with summer league. Not only coming here as a team uh, employee, but and not only as us also uh, obviously as a uh, media member. Mm -hmm. But I worked for summer league in 2000, summer 2012. Oh really? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. I am a summer league alum, and so that's why it's to me it's it's more personal than just oh it's a great time. I'm I'm invested in seeing this thing be. Uh, the marquee NBA event on the calendar, to be honest with you. From a standpoint, like, what are you looking for outside of, like, because I think we know, like, the rookies. Right. Paolo Bencaro is playing the rest of the way. We saw he's really good. Right. <laughs> to me, the more intriguing pieces are, like, a Ty Ty Washington for Houston, how he's going to pan out eventually. Andrew Nembhard for Indiana. Mm -hmm. Like, these guys who aren't really big names but had good combine showings or something like that and looked like they could be quality pieces. What right. are executives watching at these games? So, uh, when you talk about your own team, yeah. the first thing you're looking for is, you know, it's nice that Paulo Bancaro, you know, scored 20 points a game or whatever it was and looked very effortless. I want to see that he knows what we're trying to do, right? Most of these guys have been 
you know, like a mini camp of about a week or so, we're introducing bare basic versions of our sets. You know, some of it is just literally generic NBA play calls like floppy yeah. and fist up or whatever. But some, sometimes it's like, you know, this is a play that we actually run with the Barson team. We want to see you execute, learn and execute. Uh, our terminology for, you know, different defensive coverages. We want you to see you have some comfort and, uh, like, um, eloquence or, yeah, fluidity, or yeah, with fluidity with, it, yeah. with yeah. it, right? And then, obviously, your work ethic, uh, how you interact with teammates, how you interact with staff. Like, you are on evaluation this whole time. And uh, then, once we talk about your play in the game, are you making the right plays? It's not that you score. Or yeah. did you, are you making? It's not that you made the big block. Are you making the right place? Were you in the right place in the right time? Do you got blocked because you're supposed to be there, or because you messed up somewhere else? And now this is how you make it up. Same thing, scoring. You know, it's, did you get the shots that you're gonna get? Because here's the reality, and I use this example a lot. If I'm playing one on one on my 11 year old, mm -hmm. and I score on my 11 year old, win 21-0, no one's patting me on the back. But if I lose to my 11-year-old, people are going to ask, you, well, what's going on? Yeah, right. right. Same thing here. Like, Paolo Lancaro, you scored 22 a game, whatever it is. Great. No one's writing a postcard home. Like, Paolo is amazing. And you see what he did summer league? It's like, that's what you're supposed to do. But had you been completely outmatched and outgunned, that would have been a different story. All right. So I want to pick your brain on the big story of the offseason, obviously. Uh, Kevin Durant, all of that kind of stuff. But I want to approach it from this standpoint. First off, we get the report a couple of days ago of the asking price of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. But for me, I'm like, isn't that bargaining? Right? Like, don't mm -hmm. you ask for the moon and then accept the stars, essentially, when you're talking about bargaining? Right. So there's this conversation of the price being watered down on Kevin Durant. Like, what do you make of that in terms – like, he's still one of the best players in the NBA. Right. He can still provide something. Is it the price is down on Kevin Durant, or is it teams looking at the Nets? Like, you really don't have any leverage, guys. Leverage is everything in this, yeah. right? So one of the things that's really screwed the Nets over was the Gobert trade. Yeah. Because if Gobert goes for five picks, well, Durant must go for 500 picks in every player you've got, which right. is what they told Minnesota. Give so us your they, roster. Yeah. yeah, give us your roster, and we'll give you Kevin Durant. And if we're, if we're using the transitive properties like from algebra, like right. if 2x equals 8, that means x equals 4 or whatever, that means 5x equals 20, right? If we're doing that, then... Yeah, Durant is worth that much because mm -hmm. Gobert is worth that much to you. So Durant's more, worth way more than that. That wasn't them actually looking to get Carl Anthony Towns, right. Anthony Edwards, and you know however many picks. That was them saying to the league, "Don't come to me with your offers." Yeah. Right. This is this is this is like them in you know the group chat of your fantasy football right. saying, "Hey." Uh, you want Brady? You got to give me your entire roster. And like, oh, oh, no, okay, then then don't call me that, mm -hmm. right? That's their stance. So they've got to let it out there that just because we look weakened and you know vulnerable, don't think that this is a time you can take advantage of us. Yeah. But the reality is they're not in a great situation in terms of getting fair value because Durant has dictated he's got two teams, and you might point to, hey, he's got four years left on his deal. What can he do about it? But the reality is if you're the inc incoming team or the um, the accepting team, you're like, well, he can do what he exactly just did to Brooklyn right. and, and throw my, my stuff into a tizzy. So why would I give up my two best young players and 600 picks or whatever mm -hmm. to have the same situation happen to me a year later? Until Durant opens up his list to teams that actually have assets, not Phoenix, who are all types of messed up over that Aiton thing. Yeah. Not Miami, who, sorry, Tyler Hero is not enough for Kevin Durant. I, I would agree with you right? Right there, yeah. Unless you open up to other teams, then it's going to be very difficult for Durant to find a new home, which I'm kind of feeling like, man, I think he might start the season in Brooklyn. Really? So yeah. could, that's interesting because from a betting standpoint, right, some of the markets that have this up, mm -hmm. uh, Brooklyn has become the favorite for him to play his first right. game with them next year. Right. And it's not like overwhelming. I think like plus 300, something right. like that. Uh, but that has been kind of the case. And I think, and you could tell me more from an executive standpoint, this being the longest offseason that the NBA has had in a while now, right. that kind of helps things in terms of dragging it out, yeah. right? Because yeah, like it, the, the closer we get to the start of the season, the more the kind of desperation. So all the, that's what all NBA deals come down to. Who's more desperate to do this deal, yeah. right? Who's more desperate to do this deal? Who needs this more than anybody? Bradley Beal got a, a, a no-trade clause in his, uh, his five-year deal with the Wizards, right? Mm -hmm. He's a max player. No one argues that. Five years, no one argues that. Did they have to give him a no-trade clause? Probably not. But guess what? They felt like, hey, he's been here he's, since day one. He's always been about being here. Oh. But the other thing is also, who would be more devastated? about him not being there. Bradley Beal or you? And the reality is the Wizards would be more devastated. So right. what's it take? A no-trade clause for him to say yes? All right, give it to him. Yep. Why, why, are we, why are we haggling over this thing 
We're, we're the more desperate party. The Nets need to create a market of desperate parties. And then they can play them off of one another. And then they can get more out of the Big deal. Big thanks to Mino Hasser for joining us uh, the other day, of course. Uh, you can find the rest of that conversation, by the way, up on the Hardwood Handicapper podcast feed. All right, 60 that seconds. Was the other day. Yeah. Uh, well, I wondered how you went from a blue shirt to a red shirt Real in quick a matter change. of seconds. Real quick yeah, change. That was pretty impressive. Yep. Uh, best bets. Uh, the British Open starts tonight. Stay up late. That's the first round. And uh, Jordan Spieth, uh, among my best bets at 18 to 1. Fitzpatrick, 20. Cameron Smith, 28 to 1. Max Homa, 64. Seamus Power, 95. And Kurt Kitayama, UNL, former UNLV player, yeah. 200 to 1. And uh, we're going to take Spieth over Willie Z in a matchup. And of course, I've got Tiger Woods, a plus 120 to make the cut. Let's get to our baseball play today. Angels, minus 1.5, plus 192. Are we crazy? Uh, no, we're behind, and the two tough luck losses from yesterday. Packy yeah. Naughton, former Angel. How about that coming in yesterday and working some magic? Houdini style for St. Louis. Bases loaded, no outs, and he comes in and pulls it off without getting up anything. So, Jamie Angels, T, we're betting on a team that's 1-9 and nine in July to win by two runs tonight. Yep. Shohei Otani on the mound for the Angels. We're relying on the best player in baseball. Why not? All right, that does it for us. VSIN.com, everything you want to find there. My Guys in the Desert coming up next. We'll see you. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.